Chapter 9. Globalization With the rapid advancement of transportation and technology, the world has become a smaller, more connected place, where the tyranny of distance that once ostracized Australia is but a fleeting memory. The world is becoming one large market, rather than the separate national markets in each country. The same goods and services can be found not just in one country, but throughout the world. Free trade agreements have paved the way for this to occur. Companies have grown to become large corporations with immense power to influence how things are done in each country, including multinationals, such as the American-owned Apple, Microsoft, Google, Facebook, IBM, McDonald's, Japanese-owned Fujitsu, Samsung and Toyota and Mitsubishi, French-owned Louis Vuitton, Streets Ice Cream and even Yarra Trams and Transdev, Spanish-owned Simic, formerly Leighton's Construction, Swedish-owned IKEA, New Zealand-owned Fonterra Dairy, German-owned Siemens, etc. Private equity firms, large family businesses, and even state-owned government corporations from China. However, interestingly, small businesses owned and run by Australians, newly arrived or not, contributes more to Australia's employment and GBP than large entities. The merging of people and cultures started long ago, before the concept of globalisation appeared on the radar. There have been many empires over the centuries, perhaps hundreds, but the most influential being the Persian, Roman, Ottoman, Mongol and British all share something in common. They all sought to expand in some way, be it their land holdings, sea routes, ideologies, trading opportunity or even genes. They fell for various reasons. The Persians for their leadership woes, the Romans for their internal politics, the Ottomans for their subservience to the new dominance. The Mongols for their inability to bring peace to their new lands, and the British for their lack of energy to continue the quest. Australia is still part of the British Empire. It is evidenced by the fact that Queen Elizabeth II is our head of state, and the Union Jack is on the canton of the Australian flag. And some elements of the British Empire still linger and continue to influence other cultures, such as the English language and the parliamentary form of democratic government in Hong Kong and India. There has also been a large migration of people from the colonies to the UK. Similarly, with the European countries, such as Algerians, migrating to France. There is no empire that is ruling or controlling large parts of the world currently. However, there are dominant influences that are cultural, economic, political, and they're associated strongly by technological advancements and ingenuity. This would not have occurred without great minds such as Alan Turing, the first computer, and Tim Berners-Lee, the internet from Britain, and George Devol, digital robotics, Bill Gates, Microsoft, and Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak, Apple, Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook from America, and James Gosling from Canada, JavaScript, and many more. Interestingly, social media sites worldwide such as Facebook and LinkedIn have more members than the entire populations of both China and India, the most populous countries in the world. Each social media site has more than 1.5 billion members, each and are growing. And other social media sites, such as Instagram and WeChat, have more members than most countries around the world. The shared economy has produced global memberships to accommodation sites such as Airbnb and the controversial taxi site Uber. As people travel, relocate and migrate around the world, they are exposed to different ways of seeing and doing things. We share and adopt these different ways and they've become part of our modern culture. We can also reject them. Across the globe, people are seen wearing similar clothes, jeans and a t-shirt, for instance, albeit with a cap, turban, a kubra hat, hijab or kippah. 
eating foods sourced from around the globe, drinking tea or coffee, tapping on eye products, surfing the net, connecting, sharing, learning and influencing the way we go about how we live our lives. Globalization could mean, on one hand, that we have all become more similar and risk losing our individual traditional cultures. But on the other hand, it could mean embracing diversity and taking what is great from each culture and sharing it and being more enriched because of it. To use an analogy, when our children get married, we could see the union in two ways. We are losing a son or daughter, or we are gaining another son or daughter. The attitude makes all the difference. The Australian culture has emerged as a diverse culture, one that has been enriched from globalisation over time. Australia is the lucky country, not only because of an abundance of resources, but because of the diversity that we have embraced.